Is technology killing us? Welcome to the Infinite Mark podcast. This is going to be a fun one, Peter. Technology, oh yeah, I'm excited. Technology, technology. Uh, I've got some really cool ideas about this question. Uh, I've got a lot of story ideas like brewing in my mind. Let's do it. Let's pretty let's do revol- it. revolve around like whether we should uh, allow technology to continue advancing at the rate that it is, or uh, what at what point have we gone too far when it comes to technology? So uh, definitely a lot fun. of cool dystopian, like futuristic sci-fi ideas brewing in my brain. Yeah, no, this this topic is, I mean, this topic is the central theme in so many iconic films. Just maybe, I mean, Terminator, <laughs> whether, whether you <laughs> want to Literally killing them. Literally, literally, literally murdering and killing. Um, I mean, you can go, of course, back to The Matrix. You can go to so many movies. I mean, maybe not killing in a way, but, you know, just the idea of technology harming us. Again, it's like almost every other movie out there that's that there is some sort of impending doom or, or something that kind of goes too far. A the, the concept of AI, the singularity, the growing reliance of humans on technology, making us weaker. I mean, it, it just it expands so far. Uh, the material in in injecting itself into the the biology of humanity and making it better, making it worse. Uh, that's yeah, that's a, a very complex web. It's uh, interesting to me that you went the the first direction that you went was technology actually killing us, like Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain, the first direction that I go when I think of this question is killing us, our souls, like the way that people are always on their phones and they're never looking up and never looking into each other's eyes. And this is a perfect, uh, subject to, to speak about because you are in California and Mm. I am in Alaska and we are able to talk and make a podcast and you know get our content out there because of this beautiful technological advancement called the computer and the cell phone and the internet but at the same time what are we losing by always having to have these things on us we can't you can't really function as a business owner in the 21st century without having technology on you so agreed yeah at what point at what point do we go too far yeah and and if you look at course this the types of technology how rudimentary they've i mean a spoon is technology right Mm -hmm. of course it's a very rudimentary version of technology it's it's technically speaking you know it is just a spoon but it can go as far as a rocket ship you know or, or or a brain chip you know those are both technologies but but i think that in this sense yeah, we're not talking about the purely material, but we, we are kind of approaching, and that's where a lot of sci-fi goes with this, is the virtual, the electronic, the robotic, the automation, the, the and, and like you said, the soul, the, the death of the soul is sometimes more terrifying and hellish than the death of the body, right? Because just being an autonom, an autonom, autonomon? I, I don't know. Autonomous being. Uh, yeah, just being an autonomous, um, you know, being that that had a soul and is now just kind of going through the motions. That that can be equally as terrifying, or I'm sorry, more terrifying than actual death itself. So, 
terrifying yeah. thing is I see people out there in my life who are currently living that life. And you see them all over the internet too. Oh yeah, I try not to look at the internet that much. Yeah, I th <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're both. I think we're both. Uh, a lot more removed than the average person. I, I deleted all of my social media through the, the entire year of writing my book. I deleted my Instagram, deleted my Facebook, and had zero interaction with, with social media. Um, and that's, I, I think that's a on lot a of On a quick tangent, please like us on Instagram, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our channel. <laughs> yeah, and our infinite mark mine's sitting in the darkness there. Peter's got his on the back there. Uh, you can buy that at, uh, um, on Amazon. Um, yeah. And be sure to leave a review too. So as yeah. we speak about technology and how it's killing us all, <laughs> <laughs> well, let let's talk about the real technology that's killing us, and let let's let's talk spoon, about some of these the stories. Spoons and the forks. Spoons have killed a lot of utensils. You know, like knives. Knives. <gasps> knives. Oh, my mind just got blown. Technology killing. It's like, yeah. Could you imagine Congress back in the day? Like, okay, you can own a spoon and you can own a fork, but knives—that's a little bit too far. It's too dangerous. We got to keep the public peace. Okay. The knife, the knife probation of 1925. <laughs> Jesus, um, um, so, have you yeah. heard of Ray Kurzweil? Ray Kurzweil does not ring a bell, Peter. So he, uh, I think that he came up with the idea of transcendence. That was originally his okay. like brainchild, okay. and it's what he speaks about in a lot of speaking engagements and, and a lot of videos. Well, let's, 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 films. let's talk about transcendence maybe for those that don't know. Yeah. So what no. he's, what he speaks about in his, uh, in his speaking engagements and in his videos is that transcendence is the point at when we reach the singularity, <laughs> what you said earlier, it's the points when we merge with technology fully, fully, like we cannot move, go on without technology and technology cannot go on without us. So this has been imagined in so many different ways from us uploading our consciousness into a computer to actually merging physically with technology. And there's a movie, Johnny Depp's in that movie. Transcendence. Yeah. yeah yep, yep, yep. And that's a great, that's a great uh, visualization of his idea. I think exactly. because, because that guy was a neuroscientist and he, uh, in, in the film, Johnny Depp was the neuroscientist who actually discovered a way to upload his brain to a computer to, or to a cloud system. So I really want to ask you, and by the way, Elon Musk has <laughs> also um, mirrored that idea that at a certain point we're, we're going to need technology to move on and technology will need us. We need to, we need to he's form also, a symbiotic he, relationship. He's also expressed a lot of concern and hesitation around the idea of creating a AI as we have come to enjoy it in sci-fi movies of an all-knowing, you know, autonomous being, so to speak, but being in the sense that it is not biological, but yet can compute and reason um, to the highest degree. Yeah. So I guess my question is... Do you think sh should we stay organic or should we allow ourselves to merge with technology? Just your gut reaction. My gut response to that is any any interface, any addition, any ad any additional interfaces between us as biological humans dealing with our emotions and soul and the feelings that we have and the intuitions that we have any amount of interface we put in between that in the real world is just 
is is a very slippery slope. You know, if if you have your phone in front of your face all day, slippery slope. If you, you know, enjoy VR a little too much and you come to despise reality that's gone too far, that's mm-hmm. a slippery slope. I think that we we can see that technology is not jiving well with us, whether it's synthetic foods or, you know, highly processed foods, um, sitting too much, being sedentary, you know, playing, playing games for too long, being unproductive. I think that across the board, yes, our, our biology can be hacked to make us think that those things are, you know, helping us and not hurting us. But in the end, I think that I think we need to stay as natural as possible while being responsible with the technology we use. I try to be as responsible as possible with this. Create, communicate, connect. Um, you, you know, create, communicate, connect. That's a, the triple C's, right? Yeah. I, I like, I want and to not I, consume. Yeah, but not just consume. And I think that that's, that's the discipline we have to have as emotional, hackable. You know, talk about biohacking or just hacking, you know, and this topic, this science fiction topic. But yeah, I think staying as organic as possible, getting up, breathing heavy, working out, moving things, eating clean foods. And I think that the more we muddy that, I think that we are going to be screwed. So I'm definitely on the organic side of things just from a self-preservation standpoint. Okay. So I guess we should differentiate, um, digital technology with other technologies, physical technologies and medical technologies, because all of those things have increased our life. It's done the, Uh, not all medical medical technologies, not all, but but yes, the the surgical, yeah, the cert, but like the cosmetic, I, I don't think that that's necessarily going to prolong us or be beneficial to us long term. Of course, cosmetic in the purely self-image standpoint, if someone's missing a nose and they need a cosmetic procedure to put a nose back on their face, you know, obviously. But I think that there's just a lot of procedures medically that that are purely cosmetic and and are wanting. maybe but maybe through those those experiences like you said technology is built on top of itself like it's one you can't have a finishing point without all of the steps leading up to it so maybe cosmetic surgery was a crucial point uh, in medical advancement that got us to the point where our life expectancy went from like 45 to 85 you know so Yes, yes. We but, never but know, now, we'll never know. But the Beverly Hill cosmetic surgeries I'm talking about, uh, Peter, I think that those ones definitely aren't prolonging our lives. But but yes, yes, medical medical advancements and prolonging our lives, keeping us, you know, surgeries and all that, 100%. All right. And you said earlier something about reliance on technology. And I, I really, I have this image in my head um, that has just been just been going around my head feed me all right a man is sitting in an empty room it's okay. completely dark there's no windows there's no doors there's just a little hole in the wall and he's in the corner and he's crying and he's breathing and he's sweating and he's in the fetal position and he's just trying to make it to the next moment and all of a sudden there's a, a noise at that little hole in the wall and a little flap opens up and a pill it pops in. It's what just, what is is the room well lit or is it dark? It's a dark room. It's a dark. It's room. a dark room. It's just 
it's just an empty room with nothing to do. And this man is just sitting there and all of a sudden somebody drops a pill in the room and he takes the pill and he scurries over to it and he shoves it in his mouth. And all of a sudden his eyes dilate and he becomes happy and joyous. And he goes on a hallucinogenic trip for a few hours. And then all of a sudden it wears off. And what does he do? He goes and sits in the corner and he trembles and he waits until, until the person brings another pill. And so the idea of this, of this Ooh. little short in my head is that mm. he's so reliant. It's, it's the only thing he's thinking about. It's kind of when the, when I thought of it, I was thinking of an analogy to people nowadays with their phones or with their, the content, like the way, if you don't have your phone on you, if you're not connected or listening or watching or inter interacting or engaging with something, you're bored. You don't know what to do with your life. You might as well be sitting in the corner and trembling in the fetal position. Mm. So I don't know this image, this short film that I've been like brewing in my head. Well, let's, let's take it. Let's, on it. let's take it. Let's take it and let's run with it. And I think it'll be very how natural this, and it'll be yeah, natural. How it become a story? It'll be natural. It'll be crude, but let's, let's continue this. Maybe a lot of long silent pauses while we think, but, <laughs> but let's, um, Okay, okay. Maybe he's does he is he clothed normally or is he in some sort of experimental like white outfit like he's a subject? Yeah, I imagine more like a uh, subject or Okay, a he's a subject. But he, we don't know there. really anything about his backstory. All all I know really about his backstory is that he is whether he's a prisoner physically uh purposefully or or he's there by his own will. I don't really know. All I know is that he's so reliant on this piece of technology, on this pill that allows him to hallucinate mm. and actually mm. feel happiness for, for a tiny bit in his life. Maybe we see this unfold for a few more cycles. You know, we see him trip out. We see just physically him. We don't see his thoughts, but we see him just physically trip out. And, he, and he's there and he starts sweating again and he starts panicking in the corner, waiting, anticipating the next pill that's going to come through. And we see it happen again and we see it happen again and we see it happen a few times. And then I think at one point, I think maybe we see what his mind is doing during the time that he doesn't have the pill on him, right? Maybe he's thinking about a time or or he, he goes into his memory of a world or a time in his life where it's terrifying for him. You know, maybe, maybe he, maybe there's a lot of commotion or, or people, you know, vague flashy memories of crowds of people of maybe a dystopian future. Maybe there's a lot of death and destruction in his mind. And that's what he's trying to escape, you know, with these pills, but, but who's giving him these pills, right? You know, maybe he's, maybe he feels, the, the the memories are driving him crazy of a dystopian world and again we see flashes of bombs or flashes of of technology running amok or just maybe we see flashes of a bunch of people on their phones or a bunch of people just just unexcited about reality and that terrifies him and then the next pill that comes he gets to escape that but who's giving him this pill where is well he physically well, okay, let me let me build on that because I I'm getting a couple of ideas from you from you kind of expanding this man's story. I think this image that I originally had in my head could be a really good 
opening scene or transition into someone else's story. So I, I love when movies do that. When you see a glimpse into someone's life and then that person like dies or like disappears and then you never see them again. But it was it was a segue into the actual story. So if we whether it be this, maybe that was maybe that was the end result or that is the future or that is what will happen, you know, some sort of precursor or pretense to not just only pull you into what a, a, a very sad reality might be, but now we get to see either how we get to that point or how we get to that point and how we get through that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, imagine we start out on this man in this room, and and it, that that itself brings up questions in people's minds when they see that. They that's exactly what you did. You started asking, "Who is this man? Why is he the here?" Subject. Is he he's part of an experiment. He, he's yeah. yeah. He's being given this pill. He's going crazy. Then he's going tripping. But then yeah, we yeah. transition out of his room to, and we meet the people administering the pills, and maybe one of them is the main character, and maybe he or she. Um, actually has an issue with what they're doing to these people because they are maybe performing some type of an experiment, a technological or medical experiment on these people. And maybe this, this main character has, uh, has like an internal battle with herself thinking, I, I don't think, I think technology is killing these people. It's like killing a lead, us all. Like a lead scientist or, or, or some sort of chemist or alchemist. If Maybe will. the person who developed the drug and now it's gone too far to this to this point where it's like human rights issues. Yeah, we could it could start with this very stark image of a man being tormented by his own mind in, in a lot of ways and then having this escape and then we can just punch right out of it. And the story can then move towards this this woman, this woman scientist. Did you envision a woman for this one? Um, now that we're talking about it, I am. I think I do. I think I do see a woman uh, um, having this because women are naturally a little more empathetic. I think that there there might be a little bit more of a, a conscience battle going on inside of her mind regarding this. And it, it could be it. The story could then start at the beginning stages of this development. You know, maybe it starts with her and her kids or something like that. And she's watching them interact with certain technologies. Are, are you thinking this might take place in, uh, of course, uh, of course, a, a futuristic time, so to speak, like not the flying cars, but like everything's a little shinier. Everyone's got clothes is a little less logo heavy. You know, I feel like there's this there's this typical futuristic, but not too far um, kind of look. I mean, Minority Reports also, I, I love Minority Report oh, with Tom Cruise. That's example. one of the best sci-fis ever. I think that that's a good example of a, a realistic future, you know? I think Spielberg does a really good job at showing people kind of interacting and clothing themselves fairly normal, but, like, the technology around them is very advanced. Um, yeah. So maybe she could, maybe the story can then start with an interaction with her kids that kind of sparks this, some sort of experiment or idea that she's trying to, to move forward with. But what would this pill be other than, let's, let's talk about what she eventually produces that isn't just a acid trip. You know, is it, is it attempting? I think I have an idea. I think okay. I have an idea. Hit me, hit me, hit me. Now I'm gonna, now that you're you're talking about the actual year, I'm imagining maybe ten to twenty years down the road from where we are now. So twenty forty. 
2040, let's say 2040, the technology is familiar to what we have now, but slightly more advanced, both medical and um, digital and physical technologies. So okay. maybe when sh she leaves the, uh, the, the, the lab after her experimentation, she's walking down the street and we see and uh, certain like people who are cyborgs who have like robotic arms or robotic legs, people who are in their uh, AR glasses or have VR goggles on and they're walking down the street and, and they're able to interact through their interface. And maybe the world, once we adopt and merge with technology in that way, like a cyberpunk way, the world just becomes really sad. Because I get really sad when I spend all day on a computer playing a video game on my phone. Like at the end of the day, I feel empty and sad inside. So maybe because in her futuristic world, people merged with technology so much so that they're sad and they don't have purpose in their life. Mm. And so she's trying to develop a pill to bring joy and happiness and passion back to people. What about meaning and purpose? Meaning and purpose. That's A, that's a, a pill? A pill that makes you that makes you feel like you have meaning and purpose an actual drug for that. And yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe, maybe the early versions of it are just like, Oh no, this one doesn't work. It but what if it never works? Ball. And and that's the point, right? What if this drug I into conspiracy theory? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 no, 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 I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being honest here that the pill could be, yeah, she sees the world, she sees the reliance, she sees that biology, as similar as it can be to technology, well, I should say as similar as technology can be to biology in a lot of ways, I think that there is this obsession, this modern, postmodern obsession with transhumanism, right? Like, let's, let's become more. You know, and, and that's a very archaic, you know, mentality, like let's become gods in a way, mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's to hell with the gods. We can do it ourselves with our might and our power and our empire, and we can move mountains and kill and, and achieve greatness ourselves. And I think that it's that, 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 that obsession that's always been in our minds of I want to be a god. And I think there's a lot of transhumanists and scientists and not, not to dis... Uh, there's a lot of religious sects that also are extremely extreme in that viewpoint as well of becoming a god even. Or So maybe there's a group of people that kind of go down this road of, yes, let's, let's progress, let's combine, and it's just not working. And, 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 and you can... We can combine to a degree, we can integrate with technology to a degree, but I think that there is going to be that g these gaps that start to open in, in the soul that technology can't quite fill. And so I think that that's the observation that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, also, there's, there's a difference between biological uh, like manipulation and chemical manipulation. Like you could cut your arm open and put a silicon bicep in into your arm and it'll look huge but you won't have the strength but or you can inject something into your body or like or maybe just do it naturally i don't know i'm talking That's about actual work, technology i'm talking about enhancing yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. so you can inject something into yourself and then work out and then your muscle will grow your bicep will grow and it might look just the same as the person with the with the silicon bicep but you'll yeah. actually have a use for that so maybe 
she is thinking maybe she is part of this uh, group of biologically pure people who, who don't want to enhance themselves with digital technology or physical technology, but instead she's not just going to also be just a human. So she wants to transcend humanity and become a God, but she's doing it through uh, chemistry, through manipulating the brain, through alchemy. And obviously she's not going to test it on herself. She's going to test it on people. There could also be this like dark dystopian type, like corporate espionage, um, aspects to the film as well because that in the future i can see a lot of uh well in the present peter (laughs) in the present there in the in the yeah yeah yeah. well just the corporation the idea of the corporation becoming more powerful than the government right and i think we we see that in today's society just corporations becoming so powerful that they don't they're not beholden to really any entity other than themselves on other than the economy and the market so um which is endlessly scalable if you're willing to do certain things and have certain practices and ethical you know anyways but yeah i think that i i like that style of of she is attempting to but 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 what how does the experiment start it doesn't start with goodwill though right it it starts with wanting to leap beyond the technology and become mentally like gods through alchemy maybe i mean this is the this is my favorite part about about coming up with a story because oh i love it i love it bouncing ideas off of each other i i like i really like the idea of her trying to develop a goodwill pill like a off the bat yeah i really like that idea especially now that i think uh, you know when i was discussing it originally with you that technology makes makes people sad and it makes sense that somebody would want to correct that sadness by not taking away technology but correcting it with a pill which is which kind of what's happening now i was just gonna say that's also very relevant because yeah I I disagree heavily with pharmaceuticals just in general as a statement. I think that there are there are pills and there are things that do drastically help people. If your leg is cut off or you're suffering extreme pain, yes, painkillers are extremely useful in that sense. Do people abuse them to the highest degree? Do hundreds of thousands of people die from them every year? Yes. And so I think that's a terrible side effect. But regardless... The purpose is there. Do I think that 99% of pills out there are detrimental and there are plenty of natural ways to solve things? Yes. Do they make you more reliant on them? Yes. That's that's my opinion. But, but I think that that's, regardless of my opinion, that's the reality that we live in. So yes, let's extend that to the story. Let's say that there's a technological issue, which we're just expanding current reality in, in a sense, but but we're taking it to to an extent, to, a, to the to furthest. To sci-fi. To the sci-fi, but maybe even to the furthest extent with this story, right? With where we're integrated with technology so much that we're like, damn, we need a meaning pill. And maybe maybe there are politicians in this world or maybe there's a corporate board that's like, okay, we're going to get a lot of heat if we don't try and research and develop something that's going to give people a feeling of purpose, right? A, a purpose pill. And, and, and let's develop this and, hey, you're the lead scientist. What's her name? Let's give her a name. Janet. Lead scientist one. Interior lab. Lead scientist one enters the lab. 
Um, no, let, no, let's just give I, it. I don't know. I, I typically don't come up with names. I usually use Sarah, like filler names or sample names or something. Taylor. 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 Okay, Good. let's just say Sarah. Sarah, the the scientist. That's Sarah funny. The... I was thinking of that name. Okay, at, well, there, you, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe they say, "Hey, Sarah, you're the lead scientist in research and development in this area." Develop Sarah a... Jenkins. Sarah Jenkins, develop us a purpose pill. <laughs> What's what do you think is her initial response to this? Well, I when I picture this uh lead scientist i imagine she's she's the lead she came up with the idea maybe she looked around and she she saw maybe she lost uh, a son to suicide because he was very uh engaged on social media or like okay. he replaced okay. every body part on him with a, a like oh that's cool so in this hypothetical future you don't have to like have a freak accident on your arm to get a replacement you could just like cosmetic surgery say i want a strong arm okay boom you know twenty thousand dollars you cut they cut your arm off they put a strong arm on you and so maybe her son or her daughter or her husband or wife uh, who knows got a lot of this surgery done and then they still felt empty inside and they ended up taking their own life so she went on a mission to try to be come up with a natural medical way that's not interfaced with technology but okay more so like looking into your soul which is why you hallucinate when you take it because she's trying to look inward instead of extend outward okay i love it let's let's take that then and let's go ahead and say after the empty pill, dude in the pill, the subject opening sequence there, it opens up with her maybe reminiscing or her waking or her it opening with a dream, you know, or you think the movie has started, but she's with her son and enjoying time with him. And then all of a sudden he becomes increasingly technological and robotic and it kind of becomes this terrorist nightmare. And then she wakes up and then she's like, oh, that was just a bad dream of my son becoming a robot in a sense. And so she goes around and she, you know, is enjoying her morning and she's looking around and seeing the world for what it is. And the people get a good exposition of this world and people in cafes. Maybe the world's very quiet because no one's talking. You know, cars are quiet and people are quiet. So it's there's this eerie silence. There's not even birds in the city. It's just like it's just this silent. All you hear is footsteps. And maybe that's people, what I was imagining. Maybe people mumbling to themselves and just these footsteps and just, click 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 you know patter 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 and it's just a city and it's quiet and the people mumbling and walking and, and but maybe you, you don't even hear their car. feet maybe you don't even you don't even hear that right like well you wouldn't hear honking or or, or no uh, honking no honking the only thing that you hear peter is legitimately maybe just not even doors. Like, what would make noise in the future? I know we're not going too far into the future. And, and no, yeah, I but... like what you said. I like what you said. Footsteps. You just footsteps and mumbling. Silent footsteps and mumbling, and maybe she's the only one looking up and looking around, and everyone else is doing this, or they're like en engaging with something because they. But have in a, like but AR in a serious, but in a serious sense, this is a very serious film. There's no comedy. I, you know, at least at this point, you know, there of course there's comic relief moments that are, you know, and, but I, I I see this as just a very. Sad. Yeah, yeah, it's a. This is a very sad, sad reality, and I think that she's seeing it. And I think that because she's a scientist, because she's in this realm, because of her experiences she's extra aware of this and i think that her work as a scientist is keeping her busy and keeping keeping her focused on 
pills or technology or research and when she when she goes out into the real world she just is looking at her creation and i think she maybe she starts with some guilt and then i think that you know her son and all that type of stuff i think she is just thinking what if she never says anything to anyone and she just is in a board meeting and then just comes forth with this whole monologue of how we need something to save maybe there's on the news there's like suicide rates like suicides the leading cause of death by far that's some great exposition like by far like the the only thing like med medical you know cancer has been eradicated and and this like the leading cause of death is legitimately just suicide that's that's actually a really cool idea scary it's really scary to think that if if we could extend the suicides our lives raising with, now suicides off the charts right now. Yeah, the, I mean the reason why the life expectancy in the United States isn't going up uh, at a rate that it should be is because young people are killing themselves, and it's uh, deaths of despair. It's, it's very very sad. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, another thing that's mirroring the problems that we have in our current world, and that's what makes a great story. That's something that's recognizable and relatable but also different and engaging so i think that that's a great dude you know what i just thought the guy in the beginning scene is a dude that was fully integrated and he signed up for this experiment to detach from all of his technology and that's why he's losing his mind that's a cool idea because once you get like the neural implant, if you take it out, it's like losing a limb. <gasps> you go crazy and maybe yeah. maybe the silence drives them mad or the lack of stimulation drives them mad. And so they're like, they're unable to cope and maybe what... Hmm. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, okay. Like so, you, so. You said maybe what? Maybe what? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to get all the way to what's in the pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, should I be writing these? Uh, so heroin? No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> CBD, right? It's just a pill of vitamin E. That's all they needed. No, I, I don't know. I, it's I, actually I, a sugar pill. It's a placebo. <laughs> Whoa, twist. Um, <laughs> no, maybe we don't go there yet. I had some ideas, but I'm not ready. Um, but okay. I, yeah, okay. she brings it up to the board and she says, "Hey." I think I have an idea. I think I have this idea of a purpose pill. And she says, maybe they even, Peter, maybe they go so far as even to saying that suicide isn't helping our bottom line like we thought it might. Something really nasty and evil. Like we are the ones who convinced people to kill themselves, but now yeah. maybe we should. Oh, 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 don't say that. That's too scary. But maybe in this, this boardroom, they're like, okay, you know, we try to capitalize on the suicide thing, but it's just not helping our bottom line. And so she says, well, maybe I can help. Maybe maybe there's some ideas that I have. Maybe we can create a maybe we can create a substance that will give people some purpose. They can still use our technology, but maybe it'll just keep them from killing themselves. And then in well, the end, the pill, the technology. but maybe in the end, the pill does more than just give them purpose. It makes them put down the technology to a degree or something like that. I don't know. We, we don't have to go that far that fast, but, but yeah. And they go, oh, hmm. give people purpose as if that's a difficult thing, as if, as if they are gods and, uh, let me think. I don't know if I want to give people that much. Okay. Go ahead. Like. 
pity, pity, sure, have fun. We have trillions of dollars anyway. Do a little bit of research into this purpose pill. Maybe I'd Just like one. Just send them like $1,200 a month, and that'll give them a little <laughs> bit of purpose, and they'll stay off our backs about it. There's a few guy. There's a few guys or, or girls in that conference room, and they're like, "Oh, I'd like a purpose pill, a little hit. And a little hit wouldn't be nice, right? A little hit, a little little purpose would be nice." <laughs> 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 They've got their long fingernails. Oh, a little something. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of what I imagine the elite doing. But hey, if I was elite, I don't know. I'm not saying that I do that kind of stuff. But <laughs> um, okay, so I really want to. I really want to feed me some. Feed me some. I'm talking too much. Okay. Hit, hit me with a feel. So when I develop a story, I think, first of all, of the setting. That's usually where my mind goes first. And like, just like what we just did, we kind of built this world, a believable world, a very, very close to home future that uh, has a lot of the same problems that we're having currently in our society, just amplified because mm -hmm. of the advancement in technology. Yeah. So now character character is the thing that drives story so this character sarah jenkins i don't know working working name she has a purpose she has a want she wants to create and develop a pill to give people purpose now she has to have a need that uh that she doesn't necessarily know maybe the need is different than the want but it's what she needs inside in order to grow as a character and then she needs to be put in a in an uncomfortable position where she makes a choice and that choice is then the inciting incident which leads into act two so i think that for the rest of this episode if we could kind of flesh that out a little bit that will give us a, a good act one for this character in this world and then leading up to the incident yeah like what what happens in her nor we just described her normal life her normal everyday life what happens in her life that is abnormal that then makes her have to make a choice that thrusts her into an adventure a call to adventure she has to choose to 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 actually go on this adventure and it has to be it has to be something significant to make her change her, her normal routine. Yes. And, I, and I'd say the pill is the main focus, right? The development for this pill, because that's what everyone's curious about. But it's not so much about the pill, but the journey to the pill, or maybe even leading up to what is in the pill. Or possibly because... the journey while you're on the pill. Maybe she takes some for herself for the first time after experimenting on other people and it brings her on this spiritual journey where she has to actually grow as a person okay 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 <laughs> okay there was a lot there peter why'd you have to dump all that on me um because i'm a storyteller damn it <laughs> and so am i so watch me sift it um okay so she goes the whole let me do some research thing is not quite intense enough. The intensity hasn't begun at that point. The intensity will begin, how about, with knowledge or older knowledge, right? I think that, I think that as technology, okay, here's some personal Daniel coming in. I think as technical as we are, as technological as we are, I find myself, whether it's with my diet, whether it's with my relationships, whether it's with just my worldview, I tend to go back in time, right? Not that people 20 years ago weren't as technologically developed because they aren't, but there is 
the technology lessens the further you go back in time. And so I think that the more technology there is, the more difficult it is to understand the nature of reality. Because reality, sure, our reality has technology in it now, but true reality is, I think, aside from all the technology. I think that sitting alone in the forest with your thoughts and with the sounds and the smells and the sights, that is true reality. I think is mo the moment we put a virtual version or a, a procreated uh, uh, or a procured version in front of us or an artificial one that someone has developed, it gets muddy with all the other people's ideas and it no longer becomes a very coherent reality. So I think that, yes, the true reality, the most... The most real is something that contains nothing other than nature and you and your mind. So with that being said, I think the further back we go, I think we see people that are more, that are more, 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 let me, let me see. They are more one with reality because they don't have as much interfaces and technology in front of them. So with all that being said, I think I tend to go back to look at maybe what people would have done back then that helps me construct what I do now. That just That's just my personal. So if I take that, and you can tell me what you think about this, but she sees so much, she looks through these review journals like she's looking for the answer to this purpose pill, or maybe she's like pulls up this data that she's had before of like how to give people purpose or how to give people meaning, and she's having a hard time sifting through the modern science and the modern literature. So she goes back a little bit, not to the year 2000 BC, but she goes back a little bit maybe to this time, maybe to 1990, maybe some research happened in 1980 that she looks into, you know, but I think she goes back a little, she's like, man, this current literature sucks. It sucks. It's, it's too, it's too muddy. It's too, too corporate. And so maybe she, she goes back a little bit to something, to a study that was done, and then researches this study that was done in Alaska. You're getting really into the nitty-gritty of like how she develops the pill and- No, 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 not how, but 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 the journey, like you were saying. I'm trying to lay out maybe the journey begins with her looking back in time a little bit. Okay. See, because I was, when I imagine it, I, so, the way you were explaining the board, the board meeting where she was like saying yeah. to the board, like I have an idea and, and developing that, like that's, that to me is, is a, an amazing thing for backstory. But when I imagine a film, I, like, I don't want to see all of that. That's kind of the boring stuff That's I want to jump right in and see what she's doing. Like maybe she's a couple years into her, like she doesn't have to pitch anything. I don't want, I don't like that kind of exposition where we're trying, like we got to show, not tell. And so that's why I think the journey shouldn't be the journey to develop the pill. It should be the journey to find herself or to find purpose in her own life when she's so diligently trying to create purpose for so many other people. That's the real thing that's interesting about movies and storytelling. But yeah, but, that, that, but that's, that's the journey, though, while discovering what she should put in the pill. 
So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. You're you're taking it in a, in a direction that I wasn't thinking about. So that's, well, that's well, interesting. I, well, uh, no, 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 no. I think we're on the same page. I just think we're defining it a little bit differently. I think I got really specific there, but I, I think we both agree. I think watching somebody go through the journey and learning about themselves is what you want to see. I was just beginning that journey. I think I was just very – I was just one step past the corporate meeting when – I mean, if you have any ideas of thinking larger than that, then then feel free to share. But I th I think we have I think we have the same approach. I think I was just I was just doing like a little baby step and having all of that in like one little step. But eventually, she will go on to find herself in that journey. So so I I think we're on the same page. I just was moving in slow motion. <laughs> No, I, you're doing a crucial part in in the storytelling and the character development uh, phase is is coming up with all of the details. I can't tell you how how many pages of details of world building and character development that I have that don't go into the script. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. do it. I write it out because I then I know the character. I know how they. Well, that's yeah. I think that's just my process. Then you know, I think that's just my process of getting those little fine details, and then I'm like, okay, we've got a little something here. But but yeah, I think we should chunk it out a little bit. What do you think about? What does she find? What do you think she finds? Does it go back to her son? You know, is she, well, is that what's haunting her maybe through this process? Maybe, maybe. Um, we need to define her need. I think that that should be, instead of going into the plot of the film and exactly what she does, we know what her want is. Her want is to make humanity better by giving people purpose again. Uh, because we've lost it somehow. Then maybe it's the detest of the reliance. The need. Maybe, or maybe no. she detests the reliance of man on technology to a degree. Okay, so uh, actually... Maybe that's her, maybe that's her want and need. Is she just kind of... Maybe, you know, maybe she just becomes disgusted in a way. Here, let me let me give you a quick analogy. Okay. In Jurassic Park, Alan Grant is the main character. What does he want? He wants to study dinosaurs. He wants to see a dinosaur in real life. He wants to... He goes to the island because he's been told that a great breakthrough has happened and wants to... Okay, what does he need as a character? And uh, sorry... Everybody, if you're watching, there might be some spoilers for Jurassic Park, the movie that came out in 1993. So go watch it. Jeez, the year I was born. Um, I what does he need? He needs. Yeah, what's his need as a character from a filmmaker's perspective? His need is dinosaurs. <laughs> he needs. He needs. He needs dinosaurs to satisfy his. Alan Grant's need is to accept the facts that having children isn't as scary and out there as possible. He needs to accept the facts that children like him and he and they're just little humans and he should like them too. He shouldn't be afraid of them. He shouldn't detest them. He didn't, shouldn't be disgusted by them and try to avoid them. He's a, a grown intellectual who hates kids, who doesn't want to have a kid with the, his girlfriend. And then when the kids 
come on the journey with him. He pushes them away and wants to get away from them. And hey, oh, you go in this car. I'm going to go over here. And then they need him. And then at the end, he discovers that I could be here for these children, that I can be a role model and I can be a father figure. And they're sleeping on him after he took care of them and okay. they trusted him. But okay. his want had nothing to do with that. He wanted to see dinosaurs. He wanted to study dinosaurs. Then he wanted to get off the island, but his need, his internal need was he needed to accept the fact that he can be a father figure, that he he can have relationships with children. So- And then, then, then I, I, you know, I would define that as the purpose then. Okay, that's yes. his purpose. He was discovering his purpose of not just being a good paleontologist and biologist studying alive dinosaurs, but his purpose was to help these children survive and and father them through this insane, awesome adventure. And at the end of it, he's he is the opposite of how he was in the beginning. He was so off-putting towards children, scaring the crap out of that one kid on at the dig site with his little claw. And at the end, there's kids sleeping on him. Mm -hmm. and, and there's jokes, by the way, throughout that film about how much he hates kids, which I didn't notice until like the third or fourth time I watched through. Well, you certainly wouldn't see it when you're a kid. You would certainly wouldn't notice those when you're a kid because you're seeing yourself as the kid. I actually um, cried the first time I watched that movie when the T-Rex came up. Oh, <laughs> I was eight. You softy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, Sarah yeah. Jenkins, her once is to create a pill that will better humanity what's her need throughout her journey does she need to accept something about herself does she need to accept something about her son or her significant other or something or accept something about society maybe that she can't change maybe the irony is her want is to create a purpose pill and her purpose is to create a want for everyone else. Or, 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 I'm sorry, maybe that was a little confusing. I think that her want is to create a purpose pill, but her purpose, her inner purpose, is to create a life that is full of purpose herself. Like maybe as much as everyone else's life is purposeless, she herself is part of she's the architect of the purposelessness you know what i mean like like we see mm -hmm. we see the the people that dwell within the architecture and then we the architects themselves now the architects themselves might see themselves as creating purposeful and meaningful structures for others to dwell in but the people dwelling within them are purposeless so that makes the original endeavor also purposeless, right? Because if your architecture only promotes purposelessness, then is it even necessary in the first place? Is it any better than the meaningless things that people are doing within that architecture? So maybe she kind of has some sort of realization in that sense of, I'm no better than everyone else. Like she almost sees herself as better in a way than all these people maybe in the beginning, like oh, all these people, you know, enjoying the yeah. things that I've built. And then she sees like, wait, she has this realization. Maybe she talks to an old friend. Maybe she has a conversation with the AI version of her grandfather. I don't know. But she finds, she finds that as the architect, she's, partially responsible for all of this and maybe guilt is is something in there and so maybe she 
wants to prove something to her own son that maybe she feels partially responsible for and she, her 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 want is to create a purpose purpose pill but her need is to find pur- purpose in her own life is to find purpose in her own life and That's so a great a great um melding of the two ideas because they there's can be a, so many setups and payoffs within that story so where does she find the purpose then I don't know. We'll have to and, continue uh, talking about it and maybe no. find some ideas. Hey, man, storytelling is a long process. It sometimes takes months or years. Can I beg to, you to for get the right idea? Can I beg you for a little bit longer, Peter? I want you to help me figure out part of that journey, part of that purposeful journey. I won't be able to sleep if we don't at least just let's give it a little, a couple more minutes here. Okay. Okay. Let's. So she, she, her want is to create a pill, a purpose pill. Maybe it shouldn't be that somber in the beginning. Then maybe her, her, maybe uh, her, she wants to create a pill that gives people the perception of purpose, so that they will continue to stay on her pill, so that they will continue to feed the bottom line of her company. A little bait and switch. Mm-hmm. But then when she. Maybe when she loses her son in in maybe act one or she loses her sense of reality somehow, she then realizes that she is part of the problem, even though maybe maybe she told herself that's how she slept at night. I'm giving people happiness. That's what that's what this pill is. It's a happy pill. It's a purpose pill. It gives people the purpose that they've lost from melding with technology. But then she realizes that through her good intentions came bad reactions and then she has to find purpose in her own life because once she's done developing the pill then her want is over like then what and then you know she takes a step back and looks and sees how how her pill is affecting society and maybe it's affecting society in a very negative way more so than she thought it would what's the turning point what what's the turning point what sets her off other other than the death of her son, which she, she feels is tragic and sends her into a spiral, what's the thing that gets her up and says, we need to move in a better direction, a more purposeful, more meaningful direction? The death of her son is huge, but what is that realization shift after she heals from that initial trauma? She takes one of her own pills for the first time and she realizes what Maybe, it's doing okay. to people because it's the the biggest sadness she's ever felt in her life losing her son he he takes his own life so she and quickly so, tries to develop something no i was thinking more so she's she's spending all her time developing this thing so her son ha- doesn't have a relationship with her and he she doesn't even know that he's oh. in distress and then he dies after he's she succeeds and now it's already a global phenomenon people are taking the the goodwill pill goodwill pill here and there and she makes so much money and she's so financially uh successful but then her son kills herself so then in response to that she's like now i'm miserable i need my own happy pill so she starts taking them and, and she, she experiences something or maybe there's this visual yeah. this had you ever seen the movie contact with jodie foster yeah, I love that movie. So that moment that she has as she drops through that rotating sphere. Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! 
Oh man, we didn't do it before, but the, okay, dropping through a rotating sphere. I don't think that that's gonna ruin. I'm pretty anything. sure that movie came out in the '90s too. Go watch the movies. Yeah, I don't think we need spoilers for movies that came out in the '90s. Forget it. Um, so, so the visualization that when she so she, yeah that that image it can be something like that. She has this very realistic experience that 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 gives her that like purpose that sends her then on on some other on a journey past that, but. Let me finish with the quick visual that I had because I'm a detail guy. So can I share like a scene that I've constructed in my head? Please do. You you are uh, one of the most talented cinematographers that I've met, and that is your wheelhouse. So here's a little here's a little something. It's short, very short and very sweet, but just a moment between her son and her. I think that when he when he starts to replace himself, parts of himself with technology, his arms. Maybe just his arms, right? Maybe he just replaces his arms because he wants to feel stronger and be stronger or look a certain way or whatever it, whatever the motivations might have been and whatever the enhancements might have been. He ends up killing himself. And she's the first one there. Mm-hmm. Wherever this happens at the home, somewhere else, she's the first one to his side. And whatever the injury might be, she's holding him. And he's looking up at her and, and, and it's just a very sad moment of a mother holding, holding her son. And, and whether we see exactly some thought processes of him as, as this story unfolds on how increasingly depressed he's getting of, of maybe looking at himself in the mirror, feeling regretful about his, his actions and what he's done. I think that he kills himself because he feels unwhole he feels he feels he feels like something's missing and something is he's replaced a part of himself with technology and he doesn't feel whole and as she's holding him with both of her arms he says thank you i've felt so unwhole and and feeling both of your arms makes me feel mine just one last time chills and so he doesn't have his arms but her holding him with her arms makes him feel held and makes that physical connection he says you know not being able to feel my own or feeling them in a virtual robotic artificial sense but but her holding him with her own is like thank you I, i i feel my own now by feeling yours and then he passes away. And I think in that moment, you know, she just kind of looks at her own arms and her own hands that have created this situation. Quite literally, her hands have developed technologies that have created the situation that she's holding. And I think in one hand, she could be feeling the blood from from his actual body. and the other, she could be feeling the oil or the the lubricants from the technology and and from from the from the 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 bionic arm and so she's looking at both of her hands like is this the choice is this the reality is this is this what we are now is you know and and just that dichotomy that separation between biology and technology and maybe what weighs more what feels more real when you rub your fingers together blood or oil you know i don't know i just had that that visual really quick when you were talking that's great that's an amazing visual. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we 
discuss this idea because it <laughs> went it went from just a man in a room taking a pill and tripping balls to yeah. a, a, a pretty pretty well fleshed out idea, uh, really good foundation for what could be a feature film or even a series. And thank you for letting me talk a lot. I know I I I go through so many different iterations in my mind, but but I think that you steered me in the right direction. Because this I is think part of that, the creative process. Yeah, it's yeah, I think. Yeah, going on tangents, but I, I think that I think that your questions and your direction really helped that get done. You know, in just in just under an hour is, you know, asking me or telling me, but what if it goes this way? Let's structure. Let's focus on character because I think that that you you really you operate really well in that in that world building that framing it fra let's frame this story because there is a technical way to create a story it's not just a bunch of gibberish you know mm -hmm. stories have arcs and stories have beginnings and ends and, and there's and that's and I'm not as good as, at that as you are and so I'm a really good visual storyteller but having that framing makes it all feel more real and so I appreciate that well, thank you. I appreciate your compliments. And uh, <laughs> I think that we're going to make some beautiful art together. But yeah, yeah. And just, just so people know, right? Peter's in Alaska. I'm here in Southern California in San Diego. And uh, Peter will be coming down shortly. We've known each other in the past. Um, he went to film school with my brother. And I came to know him. We filmed some things and some funny skits in the past. It was a brief brief moment. But uh, we come to appreciate each other's skills and talents and views on, on different things. And so that's how this became is we re reconnected and just thought, why not start this thing now? But So in the future, we will be in person in these podcasts. We will be sitting across from each other. And things will look different. But that's kind of a little bit of our backstory. And, and um, you know, I'm sure we'll explain more of it as time goes on yeah and i hope to either revisit this story because like i said it's a great foundation for something that could become really wonderful and also just explore some more crazy awesome ideas with you uh -huh. and with some guests and just come up with the coolest stories that have meaning and have purpose and are entertaining and hopefully we can bring a couple people along on the creative process and then maybe show them the final product when when uh, we flesh something out so well that and we're so excited about it that we need to just go out and film it and edit it and put it up on youtube and yeah I, I hope that i hope that that day comes soon so yeah it definitely will and again follow us uh you know on instagram at uh infinite mark studios Mm -hmm. and then subscribe um, to the channel and, or is it uh, it's like our infinite video. mark it's our infinite mark no, the email is out our infinite mark at gmail.com. Right, right, you're right. The social media handle is at infinite mark studios, and the YouTube page is also at in, or infinite mark studios. You're and, right. Uh, yeah. And it's just if you want to engage with us, you can yep. email or uh, comment. And we hope to have you guys back and gals for yep. another awesome conversation in the future. Awesome. Many more to come. Thanks so much.